This is Nova Church Halifax, where we love God and love people. Tune in as past teaches from God's Word and how we can have a Nova life, a new life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I believe one of the characteristics of being a Jesus follower, there's many, but a Jesus follower, I didn't say religious, a Jesus follower is the ability to have compassion and feel connection with people. Even if their struggle is something you can't identify with. I don't need to walk a mile in your shoes to feel compassion or connection. That's a Jesus follower. Even in Luke 7, Jesus saw this woman who had, she was a widow, she lost her husband, and then she lost her son. And it says in verse 13, it says, when he saw her, he felt compassion for her. Part of our, our our mandate, part of our DNA as Jesus followers is that we feel deeply. So I, I fought this numbness in the season. I said to someone last week, I don't know if I'm feeling peace or I'm feeling numb. You know, like I'm not feeling anything. Uh, but as Jesus followers, compassion fills our heart. The last two years have proven that we don't need to go far to find a reason to have compassion for people. Uh, I want to speak today for a moment. We want to pray for Ukraine today. And uh, I'm at that age where I can remember some things. And this is a, it's a a different day. It's a different day. And it seems like one thing after another. And we're going to stand today as you're standing. We're going to pray. I want to pray the Lord's prayer over Ukraine. We're going to believe today. I will let you know this, that We'll be doing something financially, give you an opportunity as a church tomorrow or the next day. We're going to release an email where links. There's a, a church we're connected with in Canada, and they have people on the ground in Poland that are literally driving up to the border and helping refugees get them to safety, uh, local churches. And the money we will give you a link to tomorrow or the next day will actually pay for fuel for those vehicles uh, and food and blankets and housing to get people coming across those borders as they're uh, literally uh, escaping for their lives. If you want to do something financially, there's plenty of places to do it. But if you want to do it through us, we'll give you an opportunity tomorrow by email, social media, watch for that. But I want to pray today for Ukraine. Our Father. Our Father. Slavic, European, Canadian, American. Our Father in heaven. Holy be your name. Hallowed be your name. You are powerful. You are able. You are able today. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven today in Ukraine. Your kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy. We pray for right choices, right living, peace today, and joy over that country. Give us this day our daily bread. We're asking today, God, that you would provide protection for that country. Provide protection. We're asking for the bombs to stop. We're asking for the fighting to stop. We're asking, Father, for you to step in and provide peace and protection for that country. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. God, we're asking today for the leadership of Russia that you would change their heart or you would remove them from leadership. Father, humble them silence them, change their heart, or remove them from leadership. We're asking, Lord, that you would deliver Ukraine from this evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory. In Jesus' name.
about the innocent lives, Father, the children. And the mothers and the fathers, God. And your word tells us that though we walk through the shadow of death, God, that they would feel no harm. Father, I pray for your presence in the darkest of places today. Father, I ask for your power. Yes, Lord. Your sovereignty, your mercy, and your grace. And we pray, Father, as believers, for your power to be unleashed. For your Holy Spirit to be the comforter, to yes. be the support. Father, we ask for your supernatural power over our land. Father, have your way. Move mightily today. Move mightily to stop evil and to bring life. You are the giver of life, God. Yes, Lord. In your mighty name we ask, Jesus, 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 name. Jesus, move today. Yes, Lord. Father, let it be. Amen. 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 Everybody said. Amen. 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 You can grab a seat, church. Again, we'll be releasing that link tomorrow. More information if you want to partner with that. Uh, how good is it to hear voices singing in church today? So good. You showed up for church. Balcony, we see you up there. Balcony is appropriately restriction-wise, but you are full up there as we're allowed, and we're so glad as restrictions lift, we can allow more seating and more room. We're glad you're in church today. Really glad. Look at somebody, just smile at them, wave at them, somebody you haven't seen for a while. Uh, so good to see you. So good to have people in church today. There is nothing, nothing like it. If you have your Bible today, you turn to Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4, again, if you don't have a Bible, uh, we've bought hundreds of Bibles, um, and if you need a Bible for any reason, just go to the big yellow guest central wall and just take it. Take it and run. Steal the Bible. If you're going to steal anything, steal the Bible today. Just take it. And, don't even say thank you. Just run. Uh, just promise you'll read it or give it to someone that will. And uh, if you have your Bible today, Acts chapter 4, I'm going to unpack this today. Um, I've been uh, contemplating, dreaming about this day for uh, months now. And we've been preparing as a leadership team and as a church, uh, and it's just so good to see. We're, we never know what to expect on Sunday mornings. It's that kind of church. We never know who's going to show up. And look at you. Look at you. Look at you. Look at you. You're, a, you're not an angry church. You're, look at you. You're an amazing church. And uh, we're so glad you are here. Acts chapter 4, I want to read a verse as I've been thinking about the church that we're building today. I'm also reminded that religion, the world does not need more religion. Religion at its best numbs people, at its worst hurts people. Uh, but we need a church that's active and alive and stepping in and stepping up to help some people. And as we've been going through the Bible, tomorrow I believe is our last day of reading as the church, we're reading uh, the New Testament in 28 days. As we're going through the Bible, as I was going through Acts, I couldn't help but see you, Nova, in Scripture and also seeing the church that I believe God is leading us to become, the church that we are, the church that we're becoming. And I want to just unpack today as we launch this season. It's a new season. It really is a new year for us. It's a new season. We're believing the best is yet to come. But make no mistake, there is work to be done. And I don't know about you, but I am ready to roll up my sleeves, to lift my spirit, to lean in, and to help people of all ages, of all demographics, to help our city uh, to know that Jesus is alive. Amen? We don't need to wait till Easter to proclaim that message. Acts chapter 4, I'm going to read verse 13. Peter and John here, uh, disciples, 
I don't have time to unpack so much of it today, but they were uh, uh, very weak. Uh, Peter had a temper. Uh, they were very human and ordinary and prone to weakness as they were followers of Jesus, but then Jesus left. They were filled with his presence, the same spirit that helped Jesus do what he did. They now have, so they can follow Jesus' examples. And we're seeing these men, these disciples, these women be radically transformed. Now Peter and John in Acts, the church has launched, the church that we are now a part of. The book of Acts is the book of action. That's what it stands for, action. It's the book that is still being written today. The church is still up to Acts. There are still actions of the church. And because of the actions of the church, the world is a better place. And Peter and John here had just healed uh, a a child. Uh, They're preaching the good news, and people are not always happy with that. And they pull them into this council in verse 13. It says, members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John. For they could see that they were ordinary men. If you have a paper Bible, I have that circled, starred, and highlighted. Ordinary men. That gives me hope today. That God uses ordinary people. Ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. Today, for these next few minutes on this first service back in person, again, so glad to have church online joining us this morning right now all over the world. I want to talk on this topic, this title. If you're taking notes, write this down. Be remarkable. Remarkable. I want you to write down the title. Remarkable. Look at someone next to you that needs to hear this today. Look at somebody across this room and say, you're remarkable. Can we pray today? Father, we thank you again for this morning. Thank you, God, that you have drawn us together virtually and in person. We're thankful for your presence today. We're thankful for what we experienced even in worship today. God, that you heard from us And God, we're hearing from you. Father, thank you for the guests that showed up today that had the courage to walk in that parking lot through those doors. I pray they'd feel your goodness today. I thank you for our team. I thank you for their sacrifice and their generosity. I pray they'd feel uh, your pleasure today. And I pray for our church that we would feel your presence. Father, bless each one. And everybody said, amen. Have you asked yourself any tough questions during this season? I've asked myself some tough questions. Uh, I've asked myself things that maybe in the business of life before these pandemic times, I maybe didn't have time to ask, but in my contemplating and reflecting, I've found myself wrestling with questions in the privacy of my own thoughts, wrestling thoughts and wrestling questions I believe need to be answered. I, I, I heard someone say this recently, that a tragedy would be to go through a trial and never learn anything. You can't control if you're going through trials, but you can control if you'll learn anything. And I think the tragedy of this season is to come through it, not learning anything from it. I believe that God has led us and helped us as a church. In some ways, we're very much stronger than we were before this pandemic. In other ways, we're weaker. But I believe God has led us and, and, and helped us be stronger. And there's questions I'm asking myself some questions I've wrestled with and maybe, maybe you need to wrestle with and trying to come through this learning something. Questions like, what matters to me? What really matters? When things are stripped away, when I don't have freedom to do everything I want to do, when there's not the business of life, when things are brought down to its lowest common denominator, when, it, when it's simplified, what, are, what matters to me? What are my values? It's funny things that I valued in 2019, I don't value as much today. 
There are other things that maybe I let slide that maybe I didn't put my effort or time into, but man, they are a priority to me today. I ask myself what matters to me. I ask myself who matters to me. When you don't have the freedom to just spend your time as you want, when there's real risk and real pressure, it's amazing you start to value and start to ask yourself, who matters to me? The community that I want to be a part of. Who do I want to do life with? We, we have these tags and these lines that we use for everything and it's better together, but when it comes down to it, who do I want to do this journey with? It's a good question to ask. What, what community do I want to be joined to? Some people have left communities in this season and others have said, no, no, I need community in this season. You need to ask yourself, who do I want to be joined with? What, who matters to me? This one has been on my mind. It's what do I want to re- be remembered for? What do I want to be known for? That speaks to legacy. And you're never too young and you're never too old to be thinking about legacy. When people say your name, when people think about your life now and when you're gone, what do you want to be known for? Just a hard worker? Just a top earner? Just for your humor? Just for your influence? What, what do you want to be known for? They're good questions to ask in this time. My conclusion as I've wrestled through this, I can't help but look at Acts. I've determined some things. I've come to some conclusions. In Acts chapter 4, as they're launching the church, and we're passionate about building the local church. We believe it's the hope of the world. We believe that it, it, the doors are wide open to help as many people as possible, that people that are far from God can come close to God, and we can be the bridge to make that happen. If you're wondering if you belong here today, you belong here. We're so glad you are here. And our goal is that you would not just be connected to a church, but be connected to Jesus himself. Because nothing changes lives like Jesus. Not a church, not a meeting, not a gathering, not online or in person. But when you get to know Jesus, it changes things. Here's my conclusion today. Number one, I'm ordinary. Some of you are like, we have knew that a long time ago, Mike. (laughs) Have you realized that I'm ordinary? Average intelligence, everybody said, Amen. I have fear. I've realized in this season I wrestle with more fear than I thought I would. Wrestle with laziness. I'm average. I'm normal. I'm ordinary. I wrestle with anxiety. Anybody relate to that one? Wrestle with weakness. Don't have the strength to do what I thought I could do. Didn't have the, 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 the longevity to be able to keep going through trials sometimes. And I realized I'm very ordinary. I also know it's a big curve I'm graded on, but I'm ordinary. I'm average. As the scripture says, these were ordinary men. And I realize my conclusion is I'm very, very ordinary. I have some talent. I have some skills, but nothing extraordinary, nothing uh, amazing. I'm very ordinary, and I'm okay with that. The other thing I've concluded during this season is that Jesus is so extra. (laughs) Do they still use that term? She's so, my kids are always like, Dad, you, I think I just get a term. I just, under, I, I don't tell my kids. I Google stuff they say, and I learn how to say it, right? And I'm, I'm looking up, okay, what, what, number one, does that mean anything bad? And I'm trying, and then my kids make up their own sayings, and I think it's hip, and I'm trying to use it, and Maddie's like, no one says that. I just say that. People think you're weird when you say that. I'm like, I'm just trying to stay with the, with the youth, and so, so do they say they're, oh, shit, they're so extra. Do they still, I don't even know. But Jesus is so extra. One of my kids is so extra. I'm not going to say which one, but it's Maddie. 
Maddie is so extra. She dresses so extra. She'll come out on a cloudy day with yellow sunglasses on. There's clouds. It's raining. But she is so extra and she makes it amazing. She is loud and she is proud and she dresses loud and she talks loud and she sings loud and she plays with the dog loud. She's just, she's extra. She's so extra. Extra. Extra, extra, Maddie's all about it. She's extra. I realize Jesus is so extra. He is over the top. I am ordinary, but he is so extra. His ability to stand for what's right is so extra. Wooden cave, you read this scripture. Wooden cave, when pressures were on him, would not cave. He stood for what he valued, stood for what he believed. He was so extra in his ability to stand for what's right. His so extra in his ability not to defend himself, to let his character and his life defend himself. Jesus was not a posting, opinion kind of guy. He would stand there and let his life do the talking. His words didn't need to. He would not defend himself. Jesus was so extra. His ability to forgive, so extra. Even as people were butchering him and nailing him to a cross, he was forgiving them. And some of us can't forgive after decades of an offense. And as it's happening, Jesus like, forgive them. They know not what they do. He is so extra in his forgiveness. He's so extra in his ability to forgive, his, his capacity to love. Sometimes my love is so ordinary. If you look like me and act like me and value what I value, but Jesus' love was so extra. His capacity for God so loved the world. And all the evil and all the peace and all the good and all the bad, his capacity to love is so extra. His capacity and his, so extra to see past labels and issues. We label people by their issues. We call them by their issues. But Jesus, his capacity, so extra to see people's value, not their issues. His ability to see their potential is so extra. I'm so thankful God saw me for what I, who I was and what I could be, not what I had done and what I was going through. So extra. He picks common people. He's so extra. And he changes the world. I love that. I realize that when you have extra Jesus and ordinary us, that makes us extraordinary. And I've realized in this season that his church, people that follow an extra Jesus, when they realize that they're nothing special on their own, they're average in their giving, they're average in their talent, they're average in their strength, they're average in their weaknesses, they're average in their pain and their shame. But we meet an extra Jesus, we become extraordinary. I'm feeling extraordinary today. If you look up the word extraordinary, it actually means so unusual, it's remarkable. Remarkable means that it ca- it's so different and so unusual, it causes people to comment. They have to remark because you're so unusual. Extraordinary means that you are remarkable. If you're remarkable, it means people stop and make comments. Church, I want to let you know, uh, people are talking about you. And some of you have been trying to shut it down. I say, no, turn it up. Uh, my ears are itchy all the time. Let them talk. Let them talk. Why? Because I, I don't want to live an ordinary life. I want an extra Jesus to fill this ordinary life. And I want to be extraordinary. I want to be remarkable. I want people to talk about the generosity of our church. I want them to talk about the grace on your life. We're extraordinary. The world we live in needs us to be unusual. 
church, we are in a building season as a church. We are restarting up and we're trying to get things going and we're trying to swing doors open for people. And we're going to navigate building and, and venue challenges as we always do, pre-pandemic and post-pandemic. We're going to navigate our challenges, but the world needs an unusual church that makes you shake your head and comment. That's what the world needs. The world does not need a nice church. The world does not need an ordinary church. It just doesn't need religion. It needs the kind of church that makes people stop, shake their head, and post about it. That's the kind of church this world needs. Ordinary changes nothing. I want to let you know today that we are ordinary, but God is so extra. Together, we are remarkable. And I believe we can change the world. I still believe that. As I'm close to my 47th birthday, I am still young enough to believe one person and one community joined to an extra Jesus can change everything. I still believe that. Acts chapter four, these ordinary men who were filled, it says that they, it says that they had been with Jesus. I love that comment. It was, it was obvious to people. Wait, these guys are ordinary. They have no extra education. See, some of you are smart. High school was the toughest six years of my life, but some of you are smart. You have more degrees than a thermometer, right? You got PhDs, you know, BEDs, I got BO, you know, we got all these things. But I realized that ordinary us with extra Jesus, these men were not educated. They weren't learned. In fact, if you unpack it, when Jesus called them, they were already picked over by every other rabbi that would have picked the best of the best. And these were the leftovers. These were the non-drafted. These were the, the ones that no one thought could do anything at the NFL Combine. But little did they know that they were Tom Brady's. Little did they know they were undrafted, but they were all-stars. Little did they know. And Jesus goes, no, no, I see ordinary. But with my presence and my training and my, and my goodness, you're or extraordinary. It says, they were ordinary men, but it's obvious because of their lives and the comments being happened, they had been with Jesus. What does an extraordinary church look like? What does a remarkable church look like? What are the comments we want people to say about our church? I'm so glad you asked. In Acts chapter four, we go over to verse 31. I believe God wants to speak to us today with some comments we want to be made about our church. If they're gonna talk, let's, let's form the narrative. Let's, let's, let, let, let's tell them what they should talk about. It's the old song. Let's give them something to talk about. Acts chapter 4, verse 30, 31. It says, after this prayer, the meeting place shook and they were filled with the Holy Spirit, the very presence of God. So extra. Spirit of God is so extra. Extra grace, extra power, extra help. It says, then they preached the word of God with boldness. Oh, I like that. Not baldness. I know some of you saw that there. It's not baldness. <laughs> It's not male pattern boldness, but it's Holy Ghost given boldness. It says there, the word of God with boldness. And it says, all the believers were united in heart and mind. It says they felt that they, what they owned was not their own. And they shared everything they had. I believe God wants us to be remarkable. People make comments about us. I believe one of the comments they need to make is that we are bold and courageous in spirit. It says there, this church... Ordinary people filled with an extra Jesus. What are the comments they were saying? They said they were bold and courageous. I believe courage needs to be the comment made about our lives. Holy Spirit in our lives and Jesus on our lips. In a time when so many are paralyzed with fear, let the courage of heaven fill us. Fear has never been greater in my life than it is right now. Just when you get over one fear, well, I don't know. Is it safe to go out? Uh, if, if I go down the wrong grocery store aisle, the wrong direction, am I going to get smitten by heaven or by Karen? Come on, somebody. Like, like fear. 
Once you get over that, it's like the economy. I don't even know. Bitcoin, I don't even know what Bitcoin is. I barely have any of the regular coins. I have a little bit of coin. That's all I have. I need some of this other stuff. And then you figure that out. NFTs, I'm like, I don't even know what that is. It looks like a picture of a monkey, a cartoon. Why is that going for $100,000? I don't understand. We just figured that out and then borders don't exist anymore. And all of a sudden, things you grew up hearing about that our generation, this younger generation never heard about bomb shelters and air sirens and never had fear of Cold War and never talked about these things. Now it's like, where, where did this come from? And fear is running through our streets. If there's ever been a time we need ordinary us, fearful, with a courageous extra Jesus, the comments says they were full of courage and boldness. Doesn't mean it's not dangerous time. Doesn't mean we throw caution to the wind, but we understand the perspective of eternity. And if God is for us, who can be with us when everybody else is running from the problem? Can we run to the problem? They call those heroes. The Bible calls them Christians. Let it be said of us that we're full of courage in a time of fear of wars and fear of viruses and fear of offending people. Can we be full of courage? Let it be said of us that we have remarkable courage. Goes on and says that all the believers were united in heart and mind. I believe another comment they need to make about us is that we're united in hearts. We're a united community in hearts and minds. Wild horses and social media opinions and pandemics couldn't drag us away from each other. Today we are here, and what are we saying? We're united. You showed up today online and in person. You say, we're united. Wild horses, pandemics, opinions, viruses, wars, rumors of wars, offenses could not stop us from being united in heart and mind. We are united in this season. We are gathering like we've never gathered before. Why? We have a mission, ordinary us, with extra Jesus to be remarkable. Let it be said of the church that we are, uh, the comments they make is they are so united. It is so divisive in this season, isn't it? Oh, that we would live united in a divided world. It's never been more divided. It was online and was political. Now it's borders and now it's war. And it won't stop there. It's a divisive spirit going through our world. Let it be said of the church in a divided world that we live as a united church in our hearts, which is our passions, and in our minds, which is our focus, focused with our passion. Let it be said that we had remarkable unity. This season, church, we need remarkable unity to accomplish anything that God has for us and what God sees in our city, in our towns, in our country. A church united, and we are united. Today you showed up. I don't know if you know this, but we don't turn around some days. Who's going to be there? We turned around and go, they showed up today. God, thank you for a united church. Remarkable unity. Lastly, we want them to talk about our, the comments we want them to make. It says here, it says, they felt that what they owned was not their own, but they shared everything they had. Open hands. We want to be remarkable. We want people to comment on the openness of our hands. They shared everything they had, their generosity. Let me ask you today, what do you have? During the season, I've wrestled with what do I actually have? I thought I had this, but that was taken away. I thought I was able to travel and speak and have these friendships, but it's amazing how those faded. I thought this was stable and it wasn't. And I've wrestled with, 
what do I have? It says that everything they had, they said was not their own. And they gave it. The scripture says when people were hungry, they fed them. When people needed housing, they gave it. Whatever was theirs, they shared. And it's a spirit of generosity, of open hands. What do you have today mentally? Wisdom and education and strength. Being open to share that. Relationally, to be a warm smile. We rolled the red carpet out today. That is intentional to let you know we are open relationally. Sometimes you walk into places going, I don't know if I belong there. I don't know if they want me here. They, they say it on the website. But I don't know if they're actually, I haven't been here for a year. I walked away two years ago. I've never been. And I don't, like, I don't know if they actually want me there. I may not look like them or sound like them. No, 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 no. We're open relationally. What else do you have? Spiritually. Some of you have carried so much weight spiritually in this season. We thank you in this church. Carried weight supporting us, supporting people, leaning in in conversations. When people were weak spiritually, they were were weaker than they thought they were. They confused their faith with attending church. When church was taken away, they realized they were weaker than they thought. And so many of you spiritually leaned in, open-handed with our spirits, physically, our strength. Our finances, church, let it be said of us, the comments that we give second chances. Oh, we need to give second chances. They say because of COVID, there are divisions in families that will never repair. Friendships will never repair. I say this, ordinarily, so easy to get hurt and offended. But when you meet an extra Jesus that forgave so much because he forgave us, we can forgive them. I believe we give second chances. I believe we give the benefit of the doubt. That's not true to their character. I know them. They would not say that. If they said that, it was out of context. And if they said it in that context, I give them grace. I give them benefit of the doubt. Why? Because I know who they are. Let it be said that we give benefit of the doubt. Let us give grace. Let us give our stuff. Let's give our best. Let it be said of us that we are people of remarkable generosity. I believe as we build this church, like the Church of Acts, we'll be generous, we'll be remarkable in our boldness and courage, remarkable in our unity, and remarkable in our generosity. Just before Christmas, me and my wife got in, were contacted by people, a couple. They said, we'd like to meet with you before the new year. So we figured out our schedule and we met with them. Didn't know what to expect. I, I've, I usually don't take meetings without knowing what they're about because I, the, the anxiety sometimes I deal with, you know, there's nothing worse than that text. Can we meet? You know, we need to talk. How many hate that text, right? <laughs> like, oh gosh, right? And then bubbles, and then the bubbles disappear. You know, you Android people, we love you too, but I, iPhone, you know what I'm talking about. Now, whenever I have a meeting, I'm like, what do you want to meet about? I just want to know. Saves me from a lot of, uh, of anxiety. This couple wanted to meet, and I didn't know what it was about, so... Just let's just go. Met with this couple and we, we, we w- w- walked into this meeting and they sat down and they said, it's been a challenging two years. I'm like, yep. Hello, Captain Obvious, you know. <laughs> didn't say that. I thought that. I didn't say that. I was on my best behavior that, that day. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah it is. And uh, they said, um, but we are, we believe in Nova Church. And they said, we believe that the best is yet to come. And they said, we, 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 we want to be generous. And they slid a check across the table. They said, this is for the church. And we don't know what your plans are. You put it wherever you want it. But this might help you as you move forward, talking about a facility and figuring out a venue. 
Nancy, of course, grabbed that check and turned it over. I was playing it cool. Right? I was like, man, I'm just gonna let it sit there for a minute, right? She turns it over. And someone said, we believe, and there was a check for $100,000. Yeah, you can clap for that. You can clap for that. We walked out that day, church not meeting in person, more struggles than victories, not more unknown than known, but something in our hearts goes, listen, listen, when ordinary people going through ordinary struggles in ordinary times, when an extra Jesus gets involved, it's extraordinary what can happen. Let it be said, the remarkable generosity of our church is that we see a problem, we try to solve it. We see a pain, we try to heal it. We see a need, we try to meet it. We're generous in our worship and our, our attitudes and our benefit of the doubt and our forgiveness and our grace and our finances. And we believe the best is yet to come. And we're starting to have conversations about figuring out facilities and buildings. Why? Because God uh, has a plan and the world cannot contain. When extra Jesus meets an ordinary people, something starts to happen and we're gonna give them something to talk about. Give them something to talk about. Come on, worship team, let's get ready to sing. We're gonna sing, uh, we sing Waymaker today, Matt. Pastor Matt, I wanna remind you today, if you're feeling ordinary, you walked in here feeling ordinary, couldn't find your Sunday clothes, it's been so long. Yes. Our sweatpants Sunday, it's Nova, I don't really know, you know? <laughs> it's like, well, I gotta iron those, get the dog hair off. I haven't seen those for a while. I don't fit into those like I used to. You feel very ordinary today in your strength? Maybe fear is overwhelming you. You walked in here going, I'm just really afraid. I haven't been in a crowd for a while. I'm afraid. I don't know if people are going to judge me. They haven't seen me for a while. What are they going to think? They've never met me. How am I going to feel? Even online, do I comment? Do I let people know I'm even watching this thing? Is this normal? There's fear. Maybe it's doubt. Maybe it's hurt. Maybe it's offense. Maybe there's been so much division in your family and friends during this last season, so polarizing, so much you can't talk about for fear of triggering division. I wanna let you know you're ordinary today. Some of you just need to know that. Some of you don't think you're ordinary. You need to know you're very ordinary. Doesn't matter what you drove in, doesn't matter what your bank account says, doesn't matter how many followers you have, you're ordinary. Just accept it, embrace it. Isn't that so positive? My pastors wanna encourage me, you're just normal, you're ordinary. No, I didn't say you're normal. No one here is normal. You're ordinary. There's a difference. But we're ordinary. But know this, he is so extra. So extra. And when we get filled and spend time with Jesus, we become extraordinary. Extraordinary. We become remarkable. And God's building something in his church. All of this place, can we stand to our feet? We're going to sing this song with the Waymaker. Ordinarily, there's no way through what we're going through. But whether it be sliding a check across a table, whether it be forgiveness to a family member, whether it be hope, when you had no hope, God wants to make a way today. If you say, Mike, I don't know Jesus. I don't know this Jesus. I'm feeling very ordinary today. You can know this extraordinary Jesus. For just a moment, if you just want to bow your head for a moment, just for privacy, you say, Mike, online or in person, you're like, I want, I want to know this Jesus. I've heard about Jesus, but I don't know Jesus. The Bible says he's as close as the mention of his name, which says, when you say, Jesus, help me, he's there. I can't explain it, but I cannot deny it. It's the presence of God. He is with us. He's not distant. He's not disconnected. We believe Jesus forgives us and he leads us. That's the only way we can do what he's called us to do. If you say, Mike, I want to know Jesus. I want, to, I want him to forgive me. 
from my distance and my past. I want him to lead me today and tomorrow with every head bowed just for a moment. If, you, if that's you, I want you to slide your hand up all over this place. I just want to pray for you. You can put it right back down. Thank you. Put it right back down. Thank you. Put it right back down. We're going to pray together. Amen. And believe in this moment, this ordinary moment, something extraordinary is going to happen. You're going to feel shame come off of you, weight come off of you, despair come off of you, fear come off of you, and you're going to feel extraordinary. Why? Because you're about to be with Jesus. It changes everything. Let's pray. God, I thank you for those who lifted their hands online and in person. I thank you, God, that though we are ordinary, we feel overwhelmed by our fear and our doubt and our weakness and our shame and our temptations and our trials. Jesus, you are so extra. We're asking for that extra grace, that extra forgiveness, that extra hope. Would you come in right now and wash us clean? The choices and memories and thoughts that we've had, things that we've done and been done to us, we just give them to you. Say, would you take them? And would you replace it with grace and hope and love and truth and righteousness? God, would you meet us today? Would you fill us with your presence? Holy Spirit, would you empower us? Would you give us boldness, unity, and generosity? In the name of Jesus Christ. If you believe that, can you say amen today? Come on, church, let's sing this together. Come on with one voice. You are way making miracle work. Promise keep light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Come on, let's sing that out. You are way making miracle work. Promise keep light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Yes, it is.
yes, 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 yes. He is so extra. Don't forget to pick up your kids. I know it's been a long time. You may forget these things. Do not forget your kids. Uh, we love them, but we don't want to keep them. They're yours. The coffee is flowing. Uh, please, guests, stop by the big yellow wall. Just get a gift from us. There's Bibles out there. We love you, and we will see you back here next Sunday morning. God bless you. Have an amazing week.